Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast and Radio Show. Coming to you with a little bit different of an episode today. I recently did an interview with Ryan Gallagher over on the Mental Edge Lifestyle Podcast. We're going to dive into everything mindset, motivation, measuring progress, what success is. My normal rambling and ranting you guys are familiar with and used to, but he asked a handful of different questions, so I thought it'd be nice to share it with you guys here and give you a little bit different take on uh, kind of how we do things in the podcast world. So uh, I'm going to put his episode on here in a second. It starts off a little bit differently. He just runs right into the questioning, and then his intro will start. So don't be alarmed. You're not missing anything. Give it about 15, 20 seconds, and you guys will be right into the mix of it. So hopefully you guys get some value out of it. Enjoy and I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. And so it's just having a sense of, of reality and patience and knowing like there is no perfect. It's just you guys making progress and being the best you can be day after day after day and understanding that it's, it's peaks and valleys. Some days you're doing amazing. Some days you don't want to work out. Like I'm not motivated every single day. I don't want to eat perfect every single day. It's, but it's if you consistently sell yourself on why you should do it versus not doing it, that's typically the key. Welcome to Mental Edge Lifestyle Podcast, where we talk to experts from around the world about PTSD, financial stress, sleep, mind-body connection, addiction, depression, fitness, and more. You will hear from others who have struggled, overcame obstacles, and continue to thrive. This is where you will learn the tools and resources you need to have a healthy mind and a healthy life. Welcome everyone to Mental Edge Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gallagher. Today we are joined by a massive guest, Jeremy Scott. Jeremy is an icon in the fitness industry. He has over 280,000 followers on Instagram where he posts some fantastic content. He is author of Make Success Mandatory, creator of various programs such as the 47-Day Transformation Program, and Shape Magazine named him one of the 50 hottest trainers in America on multiple occasions. In this episode, we discuss his background in fitness, why we need to stop worrying, how he measures success, tips to stay on track with eating and working out, and his seven-day mindset assessment. You guys are going to absolutely love this interview. Jeremy is a no-bullshit kind of guy and tells it like it is. So without further ado, I give you Jeremy Scott. So I'm sitting down today with Jeremy Scott of Jeremy Scott Fitness. Uh, so welcome to Mental Edge Lifestyle Podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down today. And I just want to quickly acknowledge you for the incredible content you're putting out. I follow you on Instagram and so do a lot of people. And your stuff is unbelievable. And I love that it's just so simple, the stuff you're putting out for people. And you always put in your posts, if you can't do this, try it this way. So there's always something for everybody because... In the fitness industry, I'm sure, you know, there's so many people trying to do what you're doing, but you've got it at a different level. And your website, jeremyscottfitness.com, I I take a look at that quite often and I love it because there's so much great info, but your bio is you just having fun and being real, which is so good. And I read your uh, Make Success Mandatory book and absolutely loved it. Easy read and no bullshit, straight to the point, which is incredible. And the list of stuff you've done just goes on and on. So amazing. Absolutely amazing. So thank you. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Happy to be here. So can you kind of take us through your background and what got you into fitness? Yeah. The Cliff Notes version is 
you know, I'm, I'm like a lot of you guys out there. I uh, played sports my, my entire life. Probably the one thing that saved me, you know, reality. I'm older now, so I'm not like the, the younger kids nowadays. Uh, we didn't have access to the internet like you guys do with the information. It was like uh, number munchers in Oregon Trail. So not Google and all the amazing things you guys have. So, you know, I, I played sports. I was lucky enough to do that, athletic enough all the way through college. But uh, I didn't really know anything about uh, the physical body and food and how it could heal you and what it could do. And it really took me you know, living the, the traditional, you know, drinking booze and abusing yourself and doing all the stupid stuff that, you know, I would do to find myself like, you know, having this body that's amazing, can do whatever, you know, being kind of like sick and broken and run down. And uh, long story short, I got sick and kind of reverse engineered myself. So I guess if, if I was to say anything was the start of it, you know, I was kind of the first, you know, transformation person, if you will, when I found out, you know, that the power that food has and taking care of yourself has on the body, not just physically, but mentally as well. Um, you can kind of heal yourself within. And then the byproduct is once you start to eat a certain way, you mix that with training, you start to look the part as well. And so uh, what got me out here, I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. I've been here for almost 11 years now. It, when I got out of school, you know, I'm not feeling well. I, I'm not, you know, the man anymore. Like the juice of college is over. I'm just a normal dude who nobody really cares about. And I really had no job and, and no money and no resources and really no skills in all reality like 0708 so the american economy is melting down so nobody's hiring an idiot like me and so literally just packed in my car with like i maybe had i maybe had 2500 bucks total and just drove out here with with no job and no network and i'm like well i'll just find a job and i'll, I'll do it here out west and that's very worst case scenario you know if, if i completely suck i can always you know move back home and, and live the same life i was living so here i am that's crazy and that and that's probably so many people have that similar story, but never actually did anything with it, right? No money, no whatever, and just didn't take that jump. So how do you measure success and how can we make the most of our lives in your opinion? I mean, I do it differently. You know, I grew up, you know, with not a lot of money, not a lot of resources. Like we never took a vacation or anything crazy uh, like that. Just sit. Now I live in Scottsdale. If you guys ever get a chance to visit, it's an affluent area is the way I'll put it. I typically have the worst car in the, in the parking lot of all the people we work with uh, by choice uh, for the most part at this point. But the point is like a lot of people think like that is success, especially if you grow up broke and you don't have money and resources. You think, well, if I get the car, if I get the house or I get the job title or get the degree, uh, then I'll be happy. And to me, it's, those are just things. And, and sometimes they're often deflating, I guess, in, in the world that I live in. If, you know, hey, if, if I get in the cover of Men's Health, if I get in the cover of this, I'll be happy. I'm like, but you get it and they're like, well, now what? It's almost like a deflating goal when you get the things and the stuff. So we measure success, at least in our household, is by are you happy every single day? Are you doing the stuff that, that you enjoy doing? Because without enjoying the journey, you know, I guess when you look at a book, right, it's not just chapter one and, and you know, chapter 20, it's all the chapters in between. And I have to have, you know, be happy every day. And for me, that's the ultimate success, doing what you want, when you want, you know, go where you want, say the things you want to say, and you don't really have to answer to anybody. To me, that's the ultimate version of success. I would be dead inside if I had to answer to somebody 24, 7, 365. And I say this all the time, like, I'm lucky enough now with the internet, we can, we can make money and do a lot of cool stuff. But, you know, I would rather make $25,000 a year working for myself 100 hours a week than make a million dollars a year working for a big box gym and answer somebody else. And, and to me, that's what happiness is. I can dictate my schedule. And, uh, and I feel like what I'm doing matters and it has like some intrinsic value or it's my legacy or it's my whatever word you choose to use. To me, that is what success is. And again, if you're really good at it and you're happy, the crazy thing is like the money and the stuff and the things, you know, tend to find their way to you anyway.
That's awesome. Also, I, I read and, and I've heard it on your podcast. So what is the 86,400 that make up your 30,000? I've heard you say I probably, have the shirt, I probably have the shirt on right here. Yeah, you right know. It's the seconds in the day. That's it. And that's we, the way that we preface it, it's, it's, just a, it's a simple number. Uh, and I'm a numbers guy. I mean, it's, it's binary. It's black and white. 86,400 seconds is what you're given every single day. And I think I do a lot of speeches and we, we talk to a lot of groups and a lot of times people are way smarter than me. And uh, I remember it was in a room, it's all PhDs and scientists and people who are, have no business listening to a guy with a baseball hat and a hoodie on. And uh, I remember when I started talking about, you know, how many days you typically live your life and based on how old you are, how many days you have left to live. And that's kind of how we, we preach it to our people is like, you know, every day is a gift. It's not a dress rehearsal. It's not coming again. And so like you have to make the most of it. And I think a lot of times we, with career stuff specifically, and we get in our own head. And again, like the world is black and white. However we feel about work or school or the economy or life or sports or a movie, we, we give it that feeling. Like it doesn't have a feeling by itself. Like we're creating that in our own brain. And I tell these guys, I'm like, you're wishing for the weekend or you're wishing for this area of your life. I'm like, but you're literally punting or giving away so many days. And I'm like, you don't have that many to give away. So we really press down on like you know, to be patient for results and things you want, but have a sense of urgency inside that patience. And that's why I think every day it really is a gift. Cause you never know, like, that's why it's, if we could live forever, it really wouldn't matter, but we don't. And so that's why it's so precious to really take advantage of every Wednesday, for example. I love it. I love your mindset I'm, and similar. I've kind of, as I'm launching this podcast and I'm talking to people with PhDs and other things, and I'm kind of the same, like, I don't really know a lot about what maybe they're doing, but I know that I have a message and a purpose and they have a message. So you know, working together, getting that purpose and message out there is, is amazing. So I think, and again, this is all geared towards kind of the mindset. A lot of people worry constantly and listen to you speak, you know, you don't have the nicest car and who cares. And in one of your podcasts, you mentioned, I'm paying my mortgage off at, by this time. So can you kind of speak to the people that are worrying? Cause it causes so much stress. There's no point. So what is it that you do? It's I think experience in your life, it molds you and shapes you. Obviously how you were parented and how you grew up, you know, you can, you can take the bad stuff and you can take the good stuff with it. Most people tend to focus on the negative things uh, and they worry. And we do this in life though, in almost every scenario, which is really funny to me, like rarely do we forecast this positive alternate reality in future. So what'll happen is we'll get a letter in the mail a phone call, uh, whatever it is. I, that's why I don't watch the news. I don't watch TV. I don't fill my head with nonsense. Cause I'm like, it doesn't matter to me. Like what the price of gas is. It doesn't matter. I, I really don't care. I'm like, I'm going to put it in my car. And I'm going to go like, if the whole world is melting down, I'm like, if I just work hard, I'm a good person. It will tend to work out for me. But what we do is if we get something that's not, you know, positive or we, we take it as a negative, we start to think in our brain and we create this negative scenario of the 19 bad things are going to happen down the road. But yet we never like, Oh, a letter came in the mail. Maybe we won the lottery. Like we never say that. We always go the opposite direction. And I guess when you think about your life and I don't mean this in a negative way, like 99% of the stuff we're doing, like doesn't matter. Like it really doesn't. And like, we're not, you're not going to care about it five days from now, five months from now. And you sure as hell aren't going to care five years from now. But yet we put so much emphasis. People are like, Oh, if I post this on social media or if I say this, I'm like, I can promise you nobody cares. And I don't mean to make it sound like your life is irrelevant, but think like when you're at the airport, every person's you know flight was delayed but yours you would like fake feel bad for them but you wouldn't give a shit because you just your flight is on time and you're cool we're also wrapped up in our own stuff and yet we're worrying about judgment from other people and things and thinking everyone's thinking about us but when you reverse engineer how you feel like i'm not thinking no offense to you guys like, i'm not thinking about you guys at all like i want to do give you the best information things i can i'm like 
but we all have our own shit. Like I have my own stuff. You have your own stuff. So I tend not to worry about things that are, you know, and, and I have one or two things that are always probably will seep into my brain. I have to catch myself when I'm tripping or something. But for the most part, I'm like, I just know it doesn't matter. And in the big picture, it's like, I'm going to be dead someday and some real stuff's going to happen. So like short of me, like, you know, being paralyzed, battling cancer, or like dealing with some real loss and some real shit. Like I could care if like my workout wasn't perfect. I could care if like, to me, that's the way I look at it now, like all the, and I have negative shit happen all the time. I'm like, it just makes for a good story. Um, it makes for good content. It makes for something to share with somebody else. I'm like, we all deal with stuff, but I'm like, I just don't find myself worrying about things I can't control because it doesn't do anything for you. And most times when you really think about it in your life, the anxiety and just worrying about the problem was worse than the actual problem itself, which most often never really manifested in the first place. So I, I remind myself constantly about that and just really tell myself, you know, it's, it's not that serious and most things in life really aren't. I love it. Yeah. Control the controllable and, and yeah, trying not to give a shit is it basically is, is awesome to be honest with you. Awesome info. So into the fitness kind of mindset, and I know I dealt with this in the past. I'm a, I love being active. I love working out. But I think so many people, what they do is if they don't sweat, it's not a workout. Or their mindsets are just all over the map. If they don't get the results they want right away, they give up. Or if they eat unhealthy that day, that's the week. What can you say to kind of help people stay on that path? And it's okay to eat bad sometimes or whatever you want. It's okay to not work out. Rest is okay. For sure. I mean, the food stuff, the, the easy example I'd give, and we do this all the time in one of the talks we do, it'd be like if you guys took this $1,500 phone that you carry around with you everywhere you go, you're basically a robot at this point. But if your phone drops on the ground and it cracks, like you don't take the phone and then stomp on it 85 times. The phone, is, the phone isn't dead. It just has a crack in the screen. It still works. You can still text and call and scroll social media. You can do anything with it. But yet if we eat like crap, like on a Tuesday morning, we pretend like the rest of Tuesday is completely shot and then we can't eat right again until Wednesday. Or for some people, they can't eat right again until next Monday. Like Monday has some magic power that the other days of the week don't have. And to me, it's lunacy. Like you wouldn't do it with any other area of your life, but yet we compartmentalize it and we do it for certain things. And again, like there's no such thing as eating perfect. None of us do. Like I don't, um, I don't even know what that, honestly, like I don't even really know what that means at this point. Like you're always going to have different cravings and things are going to shift and change. If you have a certain goal in a certain time period, that's fine. I'm like, but in all reality, like you don't have to worry about it. And again, to me, it's just like when you ask yourself what the food specifically, I'm like, ask yourself, like, is what I'm doing today better than what I would do two weeks before or last year or two years ago or three years ago? And if you're making progress over perfection, that's what we coach all our people to do. And again, you still need to enjoy your life and food and drink is, there's a social aspect to it and enjoyment. But again, most people are their own worst critic and their own worst enemies. And the same thing goes for fitness. Like every workout can't be a PR day. Every day can't, you can't kill yourself every single day. It just, there's no longevity in that. And it's not sustainable. And I, I've filmed more, you know, production videos than, than probably most humans ever will. And sometimes when you look your best, you feel your absolute worst. And we call it like when your fitness steals your fitness. It's like you get caught up in this almost like cyclical trap of like, well, I have to keep being active. Like, but sometimes your body's telling you to chill the fuck out and you just have to do that. Um, and people have to be okay with it. And it's, it's their wanting the results in two seconds. And that's not how fitness works. In all reality, though, fitness is one of the things you can probably do the fastest compared to almost anything else in your life. Like you can work out for a year like really hard and eat really well for a year and you can look like a completely different person. I can probably go to all your jobs in a year and do it like 
to my best of my ability and I can still suck ass at your job after a year. Fitness is, is one of the things that goes the quickest, but yet we want it to happen in 25 days, you know, not 25 months. And so it's just having a sense of, of reality and patience and knowing like there is no perfect. It's just you guys making progress and being the best you can be day after day after day and understanding that it's, it's peaks and valleys. Some days you're doing amazing. Some days you don't want to work out. Like I'm not motivated every single day. I don't want to eat perfect every single day. It's, but it's, if you can consistently sell yourself on why you should do it versus not doing it, that's typically the key. Incredible. The magazines, I love looking at the men's health and all that stuff, but a lot of these fitness guys don't look like that 24 seven, right? It's just, it's not. Uh, very, very few in yeah. all reality. I mean, there's like when, if I, if I talk about like my circle, like, yeah, like DJ Godur looks like DJ looks every day. Like Hannah, Alexia, Nikki, like there's a lot of people who do look the part of day. For most of them, they don't. They do it for a specific shoot, a specific video thing. And again, so what you're doing is taking your, your if you're like normal Rick who works at the bank and yet you're trying to look like me, you have to understand like it's my genetics. It's my background of playing sports since I was probably in third grade and I do it for a living and I still get paid a really good amount of money to take my shirt off. So for you, you don't live in the same ecosystem as me. It's just like, I would never compare my stuff to your guys. It's like, I can't be a first responder like you can, like you can give me the equipment and you can teach me, but I'm like, I'll show up and have a panic attack. I wouldn't know what the hell I'm doing. It's no different there except in fitness. For some reason we see it and we're like, Oh, it's easily attainable. It is attainable but it sure isn't easy. And if I could tell people like the amount of pain I've went through to train and to eat and to restrict things and delay gratification for most people, I don't think the juice is worth the squeeze. And that's probably the biggest takeaway is that you have to give up a lot of stuff to be at like in like the 1% of shape people on the planet. Just like if you want to be a 1% earner in America, you have to make about $450,000 a year. It's a lot of fucking money, man. You have to give up a lot of free time. You have to take on a lot of stress. And again, for most people, there's a happiness gauge somewhere in the middle there where I think is probably your sweet spot. That's awesome. And it's so simple what you're saying, but so many people just try and I want to look like this. I want to look at this. I want to be like this person. And the reality is you can't, and that's okay. And that's that whole mindset. So what is the seven day mindset assessment uh, that we take people? I mean, it, it depends on, you know, what, what program we run and what we do, but it's just every, I guess I'll put it this way. Everything we do, we coach at this point for people. We don't sell a lot of standalone products. So we, we used to make a lot of money doing that, which is super cool for me but it really doesn't help anybody. And, and that's what I say, like our cookbook, for example, like on Amazon or even my, you know, makes this mandatory book. Like it, we still get checks from Amazon every single month, which is great, but I don't know if it ever helps anyone because like there's no continuity to it. There's no accountability behind it. So every program we do with them, like we try to integrate something to keep them going afterwards. It's why like I love personal development. I love a lot of different things, but when people go to a conference or they even join a program for us, Sometimes the day it's done, it's just done for them. And they go back to their normal life and there's maybe two, three days where they, they continue to do some of the stuff and then they drastically fall off. So we try to build into them like little homework assignments, uh, different calls to action that I, they can keep going and, and be accountable at least to themselves or their friends or family and to us to keep integrating the things that we taught them over and over again. Because I do believe the key to most things in life is repetition and not just like shitty repetition, but doing the things that got you there. And that's like for fitness example, that's why I believe being fit is so hard. It's easier to make a million bucks than it is to be fit for 25 years because to make a million dollars is not that complex. Like you can have one good idea, you can work hard, you can invest it, compound interest will get you there, you know, long and short of 10, 20, 30 years, depending on how much money you have. 
fitness doesn't work that way. Like you have to keep doing it 24 seven, 365. And there's, there's only so many days you cannot do it where you slide back rather quickly. And so it's one of the hardest things to do. And it's just getting these guys to do something consistently over time. And so we start them with like, you know, three days post seven days post, and we kind of build it uh, from there. And it really does all start with their mentality because we all know this. We all know what to do. Like we all have Google, we all have the internet. You eat right, you move your body, you get quality sleep, you don't stress, you wash, rinse, and you repeat it. In theory, it's the most basic shit you'll ever do, but it's the application of it. It's selling yourself on why you do have time, why you're not too tired, why you're not too busy. It's you selling yourself on grabbing broccoli versus grabbing you know, cookies. It's those split-second decisions. And the crazy thing is with fitness, you can go an entire day and be perfect, and you can ruin your entire day of eating in 15 seconds. And that's kind of the disheartening thing. You can say people who eat, they eat amazing all day and then it becomes nine o'clock at night and they're starving and they have 14 wrong choices and the whole day's macros are blown and they have to start over again tomorrow. So it's, it's those little battles that people win. Hey, I'm going to sell myself on why I'm going to wake up early or why I'm going to stay up later or why I'm going to do mobility or why I'm going to eat, you know, vegetables or just eating processed shit. It's if, and again, you're not going to be perfect. You're going to mess up a lot of those, but if they can win enough of those with us post being with us, they stack up enough, then all of a sudden you just wake up, you become a fit person. And more often than not, they make, you know, hopefully the right choice versus the wrong one. I love it. You're so fucking real. It's, it's amazing, man. Like no bullshit. I absolutely love the stuff you're talking about. Uh, it's so cool to me. So what do you do for you working out? Like, are you, are you on a strict schedule or are you just, if you can fit it in, it's obviously like, I mean, to look and maintain your eating while and working out, but, but what, what kind of, what do you do? Yeah. I mean, I do, uh, I think one of our podcasts, probably like a year ago, I do like my typical training routine and it'll, it'll shift a little bit here or there, but yeah, I, I block it off. There are certain times of the day where I just don't, I won't work with humans uh, and people and I won't, I won't get on a call. I won't check. Unless it's like, we run our own businesses. And so there's always 19 little fires. And in the, in the micro, it's the worst fucking job in the world. In the macro, I love it. And it's great. If you can deal with all the shit you have to eat that goes with it. Uh, but there's usually the middle of the day where I just don't take on people. Now, sometimes I have to ebb and flow and shift that, but I do something every single day for sure. There's not a day that goes by where I'm not active. I, I feel a, I have an obligation to myself to do it for the, the, the days where I didn't feel good years ago or for everybody who can't get up and walk and run and move. Um, I owe it to them because it's a gift. I can run, I can jump, I can skip, I can move my body through space. And I realize I do have a gift as vain as it is. If you do look a certain way in the internet and people see you, they're willing to listen to you. And so it's my responsibility once they're here to feed them the real shit, even though if we have to show them whatever. So I typically will load four days a week on average. I think right now the program on is five, but like four, I say load like four lifting days, legitly, like a strength hypertrophy, strength hypertrophy day. And that's how I kind of split them upper, lower, upper, lower. Um, I tend to find people who aren't taking a shit ton of drugs. That's probably the best way for you guys to build lean muscle tissue and be strong and functional and fit. All the Metcon stuff, I really hate it in, in our reality. So we do like the worst day on a Sunday with our advanced athletes because selfishly it pushes me because they're around. So I'm just like you guys. Like, I'm not that I hate like riding the assault bike, but I wouldn't say I love it. Like, it's not <laughs> super fun. It's not super fun. Like, and I'll push the sled and, and I hate myself enough certain days to do the awful shit, but it's way easier in a group or a community. And then the other two days of the week, I, I tend to do either heavier mobility or work on skills or things that I want to work on, whether it be like muscle ups or handstand walks or different things. And, and I love bodybuilding. I really do. That's the world I grew up in. So a lot of the stuff we do is like bodybuilding. If it had a baby with like functional training and, and the kind of the metabolic fitness, that's what we kind of marry into our sets. And I, and I go by how I feel. So if I have to shift days, you know, based on being sore or tired, it's different. And I'm way smarter now than I was. And I think we, we do this with life. Uh, when I was 24, you can kind of do whatever, 
and now I'm older, you know, you have to be smart with your recovery and how you train and how you go about it. And I'm not so concerned about any strength is relative. Uh, I'm relatively strong, but again, I'm, am I trying to deadlift 700 pounds anymore? Like, no, I really don't care. Like I'd rather have something not pop and tear. Um, I'd rather just, you know, look good, move good and feel good. And that's kind of how I base all my stuff off of. And then I, I do what I like selfishly. And then I test out everything we do for our people. So anything we show you guys or anything our people do, I've done the workouts already. I don't teach theory. I'm a practitioner. So I know if we do a workout for our people, I know how bad it sucks because I've ran through it already. And so I'll typically block off at least an hour, you know, every single day to get my own stuff done. And on the days where I have a little bit more freedom, I'll do, you know, a handful of other things. Maybe I'll split the workouts into two sections for the day. And, and admittedly, I probably make, you know, as a business, we probably make a quarter million dollars less a year than we could because I do that. But again, if, if I'm in it just for money, I would go be a financial analyst or something else. I'd be a, a broker, a hedge fund manager. Like I, I want to be fit. I want to be healthy. I like fitness. I don't, I don't necessarily love all the business shit, which that's how we make money. And it's, it's part of it. And I had to learn it, but I would rather make a little bit less money to be fit and to be healthy and be happy and deliver people the best product that we possibly can. That's awesome, man. You're putting your needs first too every day, that hour, a couple hours a day, not talking to people. I, I love that. That's great for the mindset as well. A couple more quick questions for you. That 47-day transformation program, can you speak to that? Is that kind of for everybody and they work directly with you? Yeah, so that's probably like our, our flagship. We run probably per year, total maybe four or five different programs. And some years we evolve every other year. It depends. That one we run at least twice a year sometimes three times a year, the 47 day, if I can handle it. It's a lot of work for us. We probably spent, I'm trying to think up front when we did it, probably like 15 grand just to get it all put together up front. Uh, because it is, it's the one thing that like, it really does get people to change. And it's, so it's all the fitness stuff we do. It's all scalable. You guys can do most 99% of the workouts probably at home with, with very minimal equipment if you're busy. The nutrition stuff, we coach you every step of the way. I don't review every single person's food myself. We have a team of people that helps, but I answer every question inside the coaching group. So I think we've ran it for like four years now. And there's probably been at least, what is that? 300, probably like 1500 people have went through it. Um, there's never been a question that doesn't, you know, get answered by me personally. That's kind of what I do. And it's a lot of it is mindset based and habit based. And so that's why I say it's the one thing we do that really does work. It gets people to drill down on realizing like why they're messing up. And so we do have a huge, we call it like a, a workbook inside, which is basically a huge uh, personal development guide. So they go through some of the things you guys might be similar with, like what a success wheel is, like how to conquer the divide. Um, just really asking like what you want to get out of fitness and life and what you're doing and how you're spending your time, effort, energy. And we ask the hard questions and I would say the adherence rate is probably about 95%. So meaning 9 percent that people go through. Some people just want to go through and, you know, do the workouts and, and eat. And again, like it's a service business. I, I'm not going to argue with them. Like it's like at your house, if you're married, there's certain things you're going to let go. And, and that's, that's one of them. But we ask them to really look in the mirror and, and audit their life essentially, which I, I think very few people do over time. Like why you're, going after the things you're going after. Why are you working so many hours? Why are you not saving money for this? Why are you trying to get this car or this house? Or why is that job title important? And where did that come from? Or, or because you think you're fat or you're lazy or whatever, like where did those, none of us like grow up thinking that naturally, like we're lazy, we're fat, we're a loser. Somebody put that in your fucking brain at some point, you just chose to believe it. And it's the story you've told yourself over and over and over. So we try to, you know, basically for lack of a better term, like unfuck their thought process inside of that group. And so obviously if they bought it, they, they bought into me and they see our stuff. And I think at this point, it's easier for me to be completely real with them because they, they hear me talk, they see what we do, they know what they're getting into. And yeah, so for basically, so for all 47 days and beyond, we just, 
we really drill down on them and they have a curriculum that gets sent to them every single day. So before they wake up, it's in their email, in their inbox. Uh, it's, we coach them in a private group as well. And they get all the, the documents up front. I think there's about 600 videos total inside there. So every day that's not like fitness based, it's very habit based and very personal development based. So if they don't have a workout to do, they actually have like a, essentially like a mental workout to do inside of the group, which it's, it's really exhausting for us to be honest, but it's the one thing that no matter where people live, they can do it and feel connected to us. And we can really get them to elicit a change that typically lasts, you know, far beyond 47 days. And that's kind of the goal of it. That's so cool. And, you're, and you, it holds people accountable. And the fact that you answer the questions yourself is, is wicked. Where can we find you on social media for people? I'll put it obviously in the show notes and everything. Yeah. Uh, every, I mean, basically it's, I'm not real, I'm not a genius. So it's all, it's all Jeremy Scott fitness. I, w- I never would have named it this if I knew this was going to happen. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's a gift and a curse. So it's uh, if you guys are on the internet at all, I mean, you can always just Google Jeremy Scott fitness. That's the website. Jeremy Scott fitness on Facebook, Jeremy Scott fitness on Instagram, Jeremy Scott fitness on Twitter. It's a Jeremy Scott fitness on podcast, which is like iTunes, Google play, Spotify, um, pretty much anywhere. And again, if you guys do message us, the Instagram ones I do all individually. It's sometimes we get like three, 400 a day. So sometimes it will take me a while, but I will get to all of them one by one, unless you're asking like to buy my used underwear or something like, no, I'm not going to reply to that shit, which we do get those. But like normal stuff, yeah, I'm happy to answer your guys' questions if I can. And odds are I've already like podcasted on it. We've blogged about it. And we've done a YouTube video. So typically I share those resources and we just try to put out, you know, as much, you know, quality free shit that you guys can use as possible. Again, because this is not, it's not rocket science. Like obviously I I get to do it for a living, so you know, it's not that complex, but <laughs> it's, it's getting you guys to really understand, like, it's simple stuff, and I think life is very simple, and it's black and white. We just overcomplicate it by the things we think about and what we do, and so all the stuff you'll see from us is just very, very basic habit-based things, and I think when you simplify your life and stop caring about all the bullshit, it'll be a, a little bit better and a little bit easier. Incredible. And the fact that you take the time to answer people, like that's how I reached out to you over Instagram long shot. I'm like, Oh, he's got 288,000 followers or something. No way he's messaging me back. And you did. And I think that's, that's so cool because right there too, that changes people's outlook. Someone like yourself, who's huge in this industry, taking the time to say, yeah, you can do it. Here you go. It's, it's absolutely amazing. So my last question for you, what moment of adversity are you most grateful for today? I guess what I would say is everybody has an environment and we all think it's, I guess I'll put it this way, just me changing how I think about the world and my life and the position that I'm in. I think we all do this with everything. We think that we have it like the worst. Well, a lot of us do like, and our problems matter so much to us and they're so shitty and they're so bad. It's kind of like the, the quote, you know, like the guy with no shoes thought his life was terrible until he met the guy with no feet. And I remember like how I always thought like, in in, in I was in the ecosystem I grew up in, I was typically the brokest kid with, with the least amount of resources and no stuff. And it was always harder for me. My parents didn't go to college. So I always had to do all the shit on my own. And now I joke in life. I'm like, I think I learned the lesson. If somebody wants to give me a bunch of money and shit, I'll take it uh, at this point. But I remember like being in college and I thought like I had it the worst of everybody because I go to a school and all these kids have money and cars and all the shit that I don't have. And I remember like one of my teammates I remember like visiting his dorm room and he had like, you know, one pair of shoes and like one pair of pants and like one fucking shirt. And he didn't know who his dad was. And like, I never saw his mom in all the years we played together. And I'm like, I'm such an asshole, like thinking I have it the worst ever. When you realize like, if we all threw our problems in a pile and we saw all the shit other people were dealing with, we'd grab ours pretty quick. And so at this point in my life, it's just me not being a little bitch basically uh, anymore and thinking that I have it so bad because I am gifted. I am super lucky and I'm blessed to be here. When you really realize that, especially if you guys, if you live in Canada, if you live in America, you have the internet, you have an iPhone, you have to buy $7 coffees. You're living in the greatest era that's ever been. I think sometimes our biggest issue is our own shit. 
thinking that we need more, we deserve more, we have to have more. When we literally, if we just looked around and realized like where we rank of the 8 billion people on the planet, we are living in abundance and we're living like a pretty badass life already. Our problem is we just keep comparing it to the 0.0.1%. And if we're not there, we're not happy. What reality is, is like we're living better than, you know, the presidents used to live. We're living better than like John Rockefeller used to live, you know, in his heyday. And so it's like, to me, it was getting myself out of thinking like I was owed something or I deserve something. And the reality is, is like, I'm owed anything I need right now. Like I deserve whatever I have and I need to be happy with where I'm at. And if I want some shit, I seem to shut my mouth and work for it. And that to me was probably my, my biggest issue was probably myself. And I think that's probably most of us out there as well. Amazing. Inspiring, impactful. You're the best man. I really appreciate you taking the time to, to chat with me. You got it, brother, man. Appreciate it. That's it for me on Mental Edge Lifestyle Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Jeremy Scott. Thank you for joining us today on the Mental Edge Lifestyle Podcast. If you know someone who can benefit from being part of our community, share this episode with them so they too can continue to grow and sharpen their mental edge. Never miss an episode by subscribing to the show. Don't forget to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you like to listen. We would love to hear from you. Connect with us at mentaledgeathletics.ca slash lifestyle. And until next time, remember, healthy mind, healthy life.